Hi guys, and thanks for tuning in to Let's Talk Forex. Uh, welcome to the first part of our two-part episode on Forex scams. And remember, if you're finding these podcasts helpful, please remember to subscribe on whatever podcast service you use. Thanks again. Hey, Alison, how are you today? Yeah, I'm very good, Chris. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad at all, thanks. Um, it's uh, I'm sitting here in, in just my shorts. It's about 38 degrees in Portugal, where I'm based, but I'm hoping the weather's going to break soon. Oh my goodness, that's very hot. It is. It is too hot. <laughs> but um, we're actually, we've got a very important subject to talk about uh, this week, Alison. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, forex scams. And I'm sure most of our listeners are aware of them. If they're interested at all in forex trading, they're probably aware that there are forex scams out there. Um, and if you do an internet search on on scams, on forex scams, the number of results is staggering, frankly. And while the, the forex market is becoming more regulated across the world, uh, we are seeing improvements. There are still a lot of uh, fraudsters and scammers out there who prey on beginner forex traders and and just generally the unwary. And unfortunately, in, in many cases, regulators are fairly powerless to stop them because they don't know where they're based or where they're coming from. And a lot of them just, as we'll hear uh, while we go through this episode, just set up fake websites with fake addresses. And, you know, as, as a network of Forex and educational sites, we ask traders to write to us if they've been scammed. And we do, we do send reports off to regulators when we can. And every month we were shocked to see how many people still fall victim to scammers. And I can say over the last few years, we've been looking at the data that this, the number is uh, steadily increasing. Yeah, and you'd, you'd think it would be decreasing with, um, you know, just awareness that this does happen. But it's amazing how clever these guys get at, at scamming people. So in this episode, we are going to talk about the number of scams that are prevalent in, in a few different regions that we operate um, as a site. Uh, and these include the UK, Australia and South Africa. And because this is a very lengthy subject, um, we're going to split this subject into two episodes. So in the first episode, um, as you spoke about, Chris, we'll talk about what a forex scam looks like. And in the second episode, we'll take some examples from our own reports. And as, as you mentioned, our, our scam reports that we send over to the, the various regulators. And then we're going to go through two different scam websites that we've become aware of um, recently so that you know what to look for. Um, and then it'll give people some will give people some advice on what you should do if you think that you are being scammed. Yeah, exactly. It's really important. I think the second episode for a lot of people, it's going to be a real eye opener um, on on how these what these scam websites look like. And I'm always shocked at how many how many of them are out there, and also the lengths that people go to to try and convince people that they're not a scam. But first, let's look at some of the data uh, from these three different regions in which we work in Australia, the UK, and South Africa. In Australia, the the Australian Securities and Investment Commission ASIC uh, just released a report on fraud. In the financial in the financial sector, uh, especially since the beginning of the COVID pandemic, and they're reporting that reports of misconduct, are reports of people reporting to ASIC that they've been defrauded, are up more than two hundred percent compared to pre-pandemic levels. 
which is incredible. And they warn that many scammers are creating fake platforms. These include imposter social media pages, websites, fake phone lines, uh, fake, they'll even make fake regulators and fake stock exchanging. And it's becoming, and their, their main takeaway from this is that it's increasingly difficult to split the, to see the difference between a legitimate company and, um, and a scam company. Uh, so that's the Australian view. Um, we're also looking at the Financial Conduct Authority in the UK has also released a report re- um, about um, fraud during the COVID pandemic. And they're saying um, scam inquiries are consistently high between April and September 2001. This is their reporting period. Uh, they had 16,400 inquiries over about scams in that period. And that's a one third increase over the same period in 2020. So not quite what we're seeing in Australia, but still a definite increase. So what we're looking at these two, these two countries is that we can see that there's uh, an increase. Um, it's uh, pandemic related. I can make assumptions about that. I mean, my main takeaway is that, is that the COVID pandemic put a lot of financial stress on households and individuals and that people are looking for new ways to make money. As a result of that, a lot of people lost their jobs or they had to take wage cuts. And, and they're looking for new ways to make money. And scammers are aware of that, obviously, and they're taking advantage of it. Yeah, I find it incredibly sad. It's just desperation, really, that people sort of, you know, get their hopes up about making easy money. And it's understandable in, in, in the climate we're in at the moment. And and on that note, you know, looking at the South African um reports in 2021 they found that between a quarter and two-fifths of South Africans exhibit tendencies of risky financial behavior so South Africans are even more prone to to being scammed you know there's many reasons for that uh, part of it being that um, South Africa is going through a very difficult uh, economic you know time at the moment and uh, 37% believe that taking risks is an important part of their lives which is also scary with just under a third stating that they would risk if it meant that they could win money and in addition a quarter commonly make uh, risky financial decisions so you know while this data doesn't surprise us our report from 2020 with data collected from over 400 people in South Africa, uh, we found that over 50% of Forex scams found find their victims on social media, which is something we're going to talk about just now, and how to avoid those scams. 34% on Facebook, 19.6% on Instagram. So obviously, Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp actually are huge um, repositories of, of scams. Almost 20% of, of victims paid their scammers in Bitcoin. So although Bitcoin almost removes it as, as a currency to a degree, so I, th- I think people feel a bit more bulletproof when they're paying somebody in Bitcoin, but it is, it does equate to money. And interestingly, the average loss was 11,986 Rand. So that's the average loss. Um, with the largest loss being 645,000 Rand, which is just unbelievable. So these scams, they're not just small scams. If the average is 11,000, these scams are very, very skilled at making people believe that, um, you know, they're investing in something that is going to give them a return. And another interesting fact is that those that display this this behavior, the risky behavior, and fall victim to these scams are not the poor people. Well, as you can see, I mean, if it's 11,000 Rand as an average loss, uh, it's, the, it's the more inf- affluent people 
And so this is also something to be aware of. It's not it's not people who aren't, you know, aware or educated. It's people who have the the wherewithal and and possibly the education to to make these decisions, which just shows how skilled the scammers are at duping these people. Yeah, exactly. And that's a really interesting point there to, that it's mainly it's mainly the, the educated and the relatively well off. And I think because people are, are, who fall victim to scams are, are generally educated and well off, they have an assumption that they're not going to be scammed, that they can see, they can understand a scam when they see it. Uh, but this isn't the case. As you say, these, these guys are very, very good at parting people with their money. Uh, we were talking actually before this program, like about, you know, you were saying you'd been, you, you think you'd been the victim of a scam. And I certainly have been the victim of a scam. And what I find is that the, these people, they, they're very good, at, they're very convincing. And they'll talk very fast and very convincingly, and they'll they'll make it make it seem like everything's uh, everything's pretty normal. And and it's only until afterward afterwards that you realise that you've been scammed. But let's have a look at the common types of scams that you see um, in, especially using using forex trading as a disguise. Uh, the most the most common is uh, and this and this isn't just forex trading. There's something called a Ponzi scheme, and these have been around forever, invented by, uh, I think, a guy in the early 20th century called, I think, Charles Ponzi. And this is an investment scam where victims are tripped into, into investing in a non-existent company or a non-existent product um, or, you know, a get-rich-quick scheme. So so the fraudster will the, will say, look, this is, you know, I'm going to trade Forex with your money, where actually all you do, all they're doing is just pocketing it. But then what they'll do is that they'll get people to invest money and they'll use them they'll they'll get the money from other people and they'll return it back to the original investors so it looks like they're making money then people will be able to withdraw some of their funds and they're paid out with incoming funds contributed by later investors and and they'll often be encouraged to give more money using using their withdrawal amount as a, as proof that the investment is working and then this will go on for you know a specified length of time until it gets too hot, too dangerous for the scammer. They think they're about to get caught out for whatever reason, and then they'll disappear. And this is particularly dangerous and believable because because people do often get withdrawals. They often do receive money as part of a Ponzi scheme. And there was also there's a slight alteration to a Ponzi scheme called a pyramid scheme, where the frauds will actually ask people to get their friends to invest money as well. So they'll kind of it's kind of a self-replicating scam. Um, you say, look, look how much money I withdrew from this guy. Look how much money I withdrew from this forex trader. This is great, and they'll go tell their friends, and then their friends will invest. And these these pyramid schemes can grow very quickly. Though pyramid schemes are more dangerous for scammers because they often get busted by regulators. They're more obvious, whereas just uh, your run-of-the-mill Ponzi scheme is um, is is uh, much harder to detect. Yeah, it's unbelievably scary how skilled they are creating these Ponzi schemes and just how they don't feel bad about, you know, scamming people out of their money. I just, uh, it's quite unbelievable. So another way that Forex scammers um, do people is that they set up fake websites that look legitimate. And much like Ponzi schemes, these websites promise guaranteed returns. So that's a big thing. If you're seeing guaranteed returns the red flags should be coming up. Um, and they'll make use of complex financial and technical language to try and fool people. So they'll always have this jargon that seems like it must be legitimate because you don't understand what's going on. But that should also be another red flag, is if you don't understand what's going on, you know that there's something possibly shady going on. 
and they will have all the makings of what looks like a legitimate website. So they'll have they'll list regulators, whether they're real or fake. Um, they'll display account types with minimum deposits, possibly, and they'll talk about how many currency pairs you could trade on that account. You know, they'll, they'll have all the bells and whistles of, of a legitimate website. But if, if you dig a little bit deeper, you'll find they're missing a lot of information. So what we found when we've gone through some of these websites is they're m- missing the platforms, for example. They're missing trading tools, which is, is, is something that the legitimate brokers always display on their websites. And they often don't go into detail in the terms and conditions. But as I said, you know, it's something we, we will cover in a, a later episode. Um, when we walk you through some of the scams we have encountered through our Forex scam report. But another way that scammers, you know, get people is through social media, which is an obvious and very easy way for them to approach people. And as with Ponzi schemes and fake websites, these people are often lured into the scam through get-rich-quick ideas. And that's one thing we've got to say. If, if you're being told that you can make money quickly, that you invest $100 and you can make $10,000, you have to be aware that that is just not a possibility, that it's, it must be a scam. Um, and as we mentioned in our research, victims are often approached on Facebook or Instagram and either asked to invest or are directed to a website and uh, one of these fake websites. Um, so if you are approached through social media, you have to to do your research. Most people just sort of blindly accept that what the scammer is saying is real, but we implore people to please do your research. Um, if they ask them for the website name, ask them for, for all the information regarding the um, investment scheme that they want you to get involved in. And the reason we say that is that it's not only scammers that approach people on social media, uh, legitimate brokers have affiliates or introducing brokers who also approach people on social media, but these are legitimate. So that's why it can be very confusing as to what the real story is, which is why we say do your research. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we say that all the time to beginners, you always have to do your own research. And so, yeah, I think the main things we can say to look out for where with um, potential scams is, as you say, like jargon. Big financial terms being thrown around uh, often have no meaning. You see a lot of uh, cryptocurrency language being thrown in here as well these days. Some websites are just a mishmash of forex trading terms and, and cryptocurrency terms. And and the big, as you say, the biggest red flag here is there is no such thing as a guaranteed return. If someone is offering you passive income, or they can guarantee a certain, you know two hundred percent return, or anything, any any kind of guaranteed return, you're looking at a scam. Guaranteed returns do not exist. There is no such thing as free money. And in and it's also really important to realize uh, with these people get in touch with you that it's very important that no one can trade on your behalf unless they are licensed by the financial regulator. And that's true in the United Kingdom, that's true in Australia, and that's true in South Africa. So if someone's offering to trade on your behalf, you need to know what their license number is, and then you need to check with your regulator. Um, and this is, so this is going to be another big red flag. Do not just give people your money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you go onto our websites, you'll you'll be able to see the regulators that we provide education on. So make sure that it's, it's a legitimate regulator as well. And then look for spelling mistakes on the website. Often you'll find that it seems careless the way it's been set up. So there'll be lots of spelling mistakes all over the place, which won't happen with legitimate brokers who really care about their traders. And also, I find the testimonials are often quite strangely written. There just seems to be a lot of inconsistencies with the content on the websites. Um, Then check if all the links work. That's another thing we found, is that if you click on the Facebook or Instagram links, with these fake websites, they often don't work. 
because you'd have to then go through to a a proper Facebook or Instagram page that has followers or that has real content and real, um, you know, real events happening. So they obviously can't link to something like that. So if the links don't work, and particularly the social media links, then you know that there's something going on. And then lastly, as I mentioned earlier, check that the website has all the components. Does it have a trading account section? Do they publish spreads? That's very important. We always, um, on in our reviews, we always talk about spreads because you need to know what you're getting involved with, with the broker. Then the other thing is you, you need to be able to see what platforms you can trade on. Um, and the brokers often publish education and market analysis. But of course, if it's a scam website, they, they're certainly not going to spend money on market analysis and education. So that's another huge tail sign. Yeah, exactly. Those are all really good things to look out for. Um, and, and it's not just uh, the spelling mistakes. I mean, you'll also see like the grammar on some of these websites. The English is terrible, really poorly written is often a dead giveaway. So yeah, I think overall, as I said, this is going to be part one. We'll, we're going to go over some real life cases of scam of scams in uh, the second part of this two-part series. But there's a lot of scammers out there, uh, so you have to be careful. So apart from the other advice I've given about checking, but if you're coming into this and you're looking for a good Forex broker, use a reputable review website like, like ours, for instance. Uh, we're FX Scouts in the UK. We're Trade Forex SA in South Africa. And we're FX-Australia in Australia. We only work with legitimate brokers. We only produce honest reviews. And we always point out brokers' good points and bad points. And we go through a series of checks when we look at these brokers. We read all the fine print. We open accounts. We're in contact with not just their customer service teams. We're in contact with their communications teams and their marketing teams. And then we deposit money with them as well to validate their safety. So we, so we know what we're talking about when we say that a broker is trustworthy or not. Yeah. And, you know, forex, forex trading is risky. Um, so it's important to identify brokers who are reliable and viable, and you have to avoid the ones that are not. There, and there are plenty out there that are viable and are reliable and are going to give you good trading conditions and are not going to make you feel like you're being treated unfairly. Um, and we also state in our um, reviews, if we get complaints about a broker, and then we warn traders to be careful when trading with these brokers. So we'll always state that in our reviews as well. Um, so on that note, join us next week because we're going to look at a couple of scam websites that have recently fooled our readers. Um, and as we said, we get those, the, the our scam report highlights a lot of the different scams that are going on. So we've taken two examples of people who have been scammed by, by different fake websites. Um, and we're going to go through them and teach you how to look for those telltale signs. And we're also going to have a chat about some of the things that aren't scams, but may look like a scam to beginners. And lastly, we're going to run through some of the advice if you think you are being scammed and, and what you can do about it. Yeah, it's going to be a really good episode too. Um, I hope this has been useful for people. I think it has. But I think the next episode actually using these real world examples is going to be a real eye opener for some people. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, nice talking to you, Chris. Yeah, pleasure talking to you, Alison. Uh, speak to you. Speak to you soon. Cheers.